Yeah, it, it solves a bunch of different problems, right? Because one, it, it, it like the the freedom of expression kind of deal. Uh, well, not freedom, but the the, the free to freedom to express the First Amendment in fighting yeah. games. Yes. <laughs> I, I wonder why that's on my head lately. Yes, um, but the like, right to swag. <laughs> Welcome to the Absolute Guard Podcast. This is Absolute Extras number three. Uh, I've got Tanner, aka King Hippo, on the call with me. How's it going, man? Oh my god, it's so good. You know, uh, try not to be boorish because I'm here for four-ish. You know, this is the fourth time I've been here, and uh, hopefully, I don't get boring anymore. So let's get rolling. <laughs> let's go. Cheers. This is uh, an Absolute Extra. Uh, this is where we talk about uh anything that's outside of the ordinary for the absolute guard podcast regular uh that one i i think lately that one's been more community focused and like competition focused and sometimes i I really want to get deep into the nitty-gritty of mechanics and game theory or game design and whatnot and uh couldn't ask for a better partner in tanner (laughs) as we all do as we all do yeah some people do i've noticed i've noticed that there's like some people just want to feel it out and uh yeah. i think that's perfectly fine too it's taken me a long time to really um to really come to terms with that because uh when street fighter 5 came out uh you know i am very much a mechanics guy and i agreed with a lot of the mechanics that street fighter 5 had but as far as the general consumer experience with the the really poor launch and the the characters you know the graphics not looking up to par for for a game releasing in that year you know um like it there's a lot there where I conveniently ignored that. Uh, the lack of single player, another one. I conveniently ignored that, and I was like, you know, fuck you, I got mine. <laughs> and it's yeah, taken it's me easy a little to while. Fall into that. Yeah, yeah, it's taken me a little while to realize that like uh, there's a lot more to a fighting game than just what I want. Um, because I, I saw it later on down the line uh, in that Street Fighter V's poor reception translated to a, a less than stellar competitive experience for me. The game was supported less, the entrants were less, the general like um, uh, outlook of the game was was pretty harsh, and so uh, it, I I see a lot of opportunities for Street Fighter VI to be what I wanted five to be as far as like being mechanically what I want out of a game, but also it being well enough received on the single player and, and mechanics end, or even just like for other competitive players who didn't jive with five for them to come back and enjoy it with me. And we get to actually play the game for real together again. Yeah. I think that's a, those are all great points. Um, and I think, uh, although I don't disagree with your analysis there, I think the one thing I would say is that um, street fighter five, uh, will get its flowers. I believe it was the most entered Evo game at one point. Um, mm-hmm. it, it main evented almost every major, uh, you know, fighting game tournament that we have. And that is as the Street Fighter title had inherited, it kind of makes sense. Although it would it would change spots at times, which is kind of unheard of. But I think uh, you know, and and one of the reasons I want to talk today was because I do think that as um, and this is always like uh, the rose. It's like what are the opposite of rose tinted glasses? It's like every time a new game comes out, the the previous game was the shits. It was the yep. worst. 
it was like the 1800s horse shit everywhere you know it was just we we don't ever talk about it again and then like two years later it, it, it'll go back to the the rose tinted glasses but for right now we're the, we've got the poo tinted glasses and you, you know you're looking at street fighter five and oh man i can't believe like we even played that but you did for like seven years so you must have liked something about it and i think that goes into street fighter six which we'll be talking about where i think that it is important to look at what street fighter five put on the table mm-hmm. and what street fighter six kept from it and what it didn't and what street fighter five's legacy ultimately will be as was the case with street fighter four before it and street fighter three and all that stuff for sure i think i think five in particular had a had a burden of not being four and being the first after the you know the modern resurgence of street fighter and so any new thing that they tried if it was different than four, um, then it, you know, it, it had a little bit of extra scrutiny applied to it, I think. Um, and I agree with you in that some of those things that they tried did stick and then they stuck all the way into street fighter six. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then other things I, I actually, I, I feel like a lot of my favorite things about five stuck in, in six, um, mm-hmm. just to get, like, get started with that is like, uh, yeah. the crush counter system. Uh, specifically yes. for punishing a dragon punch when you are put into a counter state after a dragon a counter hit state after whiffing a dragon punch and um, and by and and with that along with that i think it's important also to mention which i i in street fighter i think even in ultra they were still like that and in street fighter 5 the first season but we have moved into the era of only ex or in, in street fighter 6 case od uh uppercuts have full body invulnerability like that oh, yeah. era of non-metered uppercuts is gone and i think that is um you know that was a choice in five after the first season and uh you know in in four my guess is the feedback was obviously a lot of people didn't like how you could use an invulnerable move and then fadc it to be safe so an ultra they made it so that you could at least punish it with like a jab or something and then in five it was like you don't have fadc so we're and then but then the characters that did have one were massively favored i mean cammy rue Ken, all those characters, everyone was like, well, we want to play them because they've gotten vulnerable reversals that we can just do whatever. Sure. Um, and it's it, and you know, that one got a lot of controversy because you'll see some old heads will talk about how, like, well, it's not even like it's a big deal that it reverses momentum. But I think um, you know, in an era where the reversal windows aren't tight, like ST, where it's just like you have to be an insane person to be able to do it like regularly, consistently, like that is a dedicated actual thing you have to learn. It's not like you can just learn to do it day one. Mm-hmm. Um, where it is very easy to get those out um, in between block strings, and it is very easy to steal a lot of momentum back constantly back and forth. Um, they decided that, hey, we need the window on these to be really wide open for punishment, which right. led to the punish counter, as you talked about. Yeah, I, I, I think th- this is, it's arrogant of me to say it like this, but I believe that where Dragon Punch is being in a counter hit state and... um you know, being weakened overall as far as the invulnerability frames go and needing needing meter, essentially. Um, that is a foregone conclusion, in my opinion, because the actual the actual crux of that happening comes all the way back to the original desire to change, uh, to make inputs easier. Uh, the idea of making fighting games more accessible translates to more input shortcuts. All, like starting with third, third strike, really, because well, I mean, other other games had input shortcuts prior to that, but third strike I know has a lot of the the traditional shortcuts, and then four added more, uh, added more. So essentially, then this thing that used to be rarely done and it used to be hard to do, as you mentioned, 
yeah. uh, suddenly became became more commonplace. And so the entire game had to change around that. It did. Um, it did. Yeah. And so, like, I think only only in late Street Fighter Four did people really start looking at risk reward and balancing that around uppercuts. Uh, because prior to that, it was just you can get this out, but part of the risk of the uppercut is not just that you might get baited; it's that you might not be able to do it. And so, the easier you make them to do, the lower you make that risk, and the more powerful that option gets. <laughs> yeah, it's it was well, and then also it was like you'd have characters like Akuma, like Seth. Um, I, I don't know if Evil Reuse was, but it was like they were multiple hit uppercuts that also you could visually see, did it get blocked or did it not? And then FADC, right. not only were you still safe, but you, some of them you got a combo or an ultra after. Like Seth could always like, it was three hit uppercut and then he would FADC and then do his little toe, toe taps on you sure, and put you in a mix-up situation. So these were, and if you look back at like ST and things like that, even now at a high level, people don't really like reversal between like block strings no, or like general pressure. It's mostly right. for, for getting up and for anti-air. Like people don't do it like, well, and some people, like it depends on the character, like Ken. Yeah, you'll see them poke with it, right? Like yeah, because you're really back to the corner, right? Or Cammy. Right. Yeah, Cammy's is really, it's huge horizontal range. So you'd want to use it as a poke. But even then, it's like, it's not the most threatening thing in the world. Whereas in 4, it, it was. In 4, it was, you know, Sagat in the first version where he had the damage that basically just didn't get fixed. And he would do a ton of life and Ryu would do a ton of life. And so now the risk reward, like you said, was completely out of whack. Yeah. It's, it's, and... you have rock, paper, scissors, but then you add a shotgun on top of it too. <laughs> Cause seriously, rock... the only counter yeah. to it is blocking. Right. But then you have the FADC system that will, that can, it, before, before ultra, even it, it made, it gave you advantage. Right. So like, I, and again, I, I didn't want to go too deep into, to, to, to talking about four, but specifically it's important. It's context. It's context. Right. And I think that the reaction then for five was, all right, let's dial that back. Even in season one, um, like the DPs were still invulnerable and the EX DP thing came later, but the crush counter yeah. system did stay as far as yes, well, that was from I, beginning. I, yeah. yeah. I want to be clear. And when I say crush counter system, I want to talk about DPs only right now because crush counter is a very wide. <laughs> oh yeah. Wide yeah. Topic, I mean, right? there were, yeah, it wasn't perfect, but there was like, yeah. you know, for the big thing was if you dragon punch specifically, or you do an invulnerable move specifically, you get crush counter punished um, for any reason, like yep. uh, with any move. Yeah. Yep. And then the vast majority of characters that could FADC or V trigger cancel their uppercuts, even that was still unsafe, just not crush counterable. Yes. So they, they were able to illustrate like a, a gradient of risk reward essentially. Right. Um, like Ken could do uh uppercut into his FADC, but he was already punishable by the time it was coming at you. So it yep. was like, you couldn't do that and, and get something away with it. Right, Akuma, I don't believe could ever do that either. Like he, uh, Akuma he could. could, Akuma, but she, he would. Oh, be, that's right. He'd yeah. be unsafe. Um, yeah. And what's cool is you could just mash it again, and then you know get the big uppercut. Now it's <laughs> power, yeah. powered up V trigger, so it's a hard yeah. knockdown. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's a great point that like they decided that okay, well now people are mashing these out during blockchain, so they're a legitimate threat. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that that probably the risk reward of it. Now you could argue that the reward got toned down a lot for five because there was no there are not a lot of characters that could do something other than like uppercut super or something, mm-hmm. which is still damaging, but it's it's a high risk high reward thing. Um, I see that argument, I get it, but I also think that they really thought about it and decided, okay, um, we need not only to have it cost something to do this, and we also needed to make sure that it doesn't 
it is a hail mary it is not um, a regular move that you just do as like a a repose you know just like a quick like tap and we're back to the new because that's what it wasn't for you know I mean, and everybody complained about it in four that they were scared to do moves because someone could just match out an uppercut and it was probably safe right and and uh now we have we don't have that and i think it was pretty good for the most part like i think it worked pretty well obviously you know the punish counter system i think uh, when it came to just like having the priority system on normals i wasn't a big fan of but i do like that it made uh these big hail mary reversals um really something to think about and now in six if we can jump to six it means yeah. it's now applied to everything um everything has that risk reward and a risk reward means that uh you know you can't just throw out this huge move and if it misses and they tap you with a light kick or whatever you just get the light kick or you just get the medium punch now it's like well now you actually get super duper frame advantage uh for doing that on any move and you can basically make your own combo uh depending on the situation like we were talking about with Luke was a great example. Luke has standing medium punch, uh, which in Street Fighter Five is a great move, uh, even as a whiff punish because he's got a decent target combo, which he keeps in six. But now even better, if he does standing medium punch and it's a punish counter, he can do his jab target combo afterwards. Right, steal some damage, steal some momentum, and it's like that's a really good. Now it's like you, those moves like that where it's like, well, it's a single hit poke. It's kind of whatever. They may take on a different meaning in six, whereas in five they were just that, just a good poke. Right. I, I think that uh, one of Five's main criticism is lack of depth as far as combo tra- combo tree goes, like like the different like routes you could go, different you know links you could do, what what was cancelable, what wasn't. It's a little um, samey. A little samey yeah. sometimes, yeah. So the punish counter system essentially gives opportunity. And again, like the Street Fighter V's attempt at, at rectifying that, or well, not really rectifying it, more like the way to counterbalance that was the crush counter system and the unique combos that come with that crush counter system. Some, but the, the, the unique to some people. Yeah. Like right. some people that, get that, into that's the crush the counter and it's like yeah. awesome. Right. And then other characters are like me. Like, right. So I'm yeah. thinking like the difference between a counter hit combo versus a crush counter combo. There is that like extra layer, but, but in practice it ends up being pretty samey still, but the punish yes, counter yeah. system because of its nature and that it applies to any, any situation really even for mm. both with punishing and for punishing something um it, it creates a lot of additional freedoms um the the criticism that i have though is that that can actually be kind of under overwhelming to a lot of players um in that now you have essentially three layers of combos that you have to learn you have to learn a normal one a counter hit one and a punish counter one um <laughs> yeah uh street fighter six is going to be a game for the freaks uh, i'm sorry to say yeah. like i i've heard uh I've heard James Chen talk about how he doesn't think frame data will be as important. Uh, get yeah. out, get out, James. I'm sorry. Like you, uh, that's that's not this game. Street Fighter Five could be that game. Street Fighter Five, I think, uh, was samey enough at times where you could generally ass- put with the priority thing. You could generally assume like, yeah, I can't do much here, and it's it's pretty easy to feel out. But six, it's like there's going to be a context to a lot of things, and that's that's kind of what you know what they say scares people away from like tech and stuff, where there's going to be a lot of like contextual oh, the legacy knowledge thing or like right. uh or knowing kind of like okay counter hit only string like this only connects on counter hit sure um this has a different you know reaction on on the counter hit that you can take advantage of i actually don't think that's that intimidating i think it's pretty easy to feel out but i think when you, you like you have to experiment with it like you said so that can and experimenting is scary i think um and i i'm sure we'll end up talking about drive rush a little bit later but but uh, the the drive rush actually like acts as like a multiplier on the number of options that you have essentially because now you have 
you know, drive rush punish counter, drive rush counter hit, uh, <laughs> drive rush normal hit. And so it's like, now you have six different combos. And now if you yeah. have a route for to burn your super meter, which is conveniently separate from your drive meter, you have yeah. another permutation or, there. <laughs> or someone's in burnout, and then you do that. Or you drive rush, you drive rush cancel a parry after an uppercut, and you're in Willy Wonka's Chaga Factory, and anything is possible. You know, you have so much frame advantage, you don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, that is a possibility. And while I, I agree it can be intimidating, I think... Um, there's just some strict, and I always think like, um, and I'll tie it back to Virtual Fighter because I, I think highly of Virtual Fighter, even though it is it is considered inaccessible a lot of times. I think what makes it work is that there's some really hard and fast rules that it always plays by, and you can always count on those. They're they're hard rules; they always apply. And in Street Fighter Six, I think one of them is that the um, the frame advantage is pretty. It's set. You know, here's what you it's get on a counter uniform. hit. Here's what you get on a punish counter. Here's what you get on a drive rush. So it's and here's what you get in burnout. So you can just learn the values and kind of intuitively know here's what I've got. Here's the situation. And I can work that into it. I think that's going to be a little bit less intimidating when you think of it that way. Although I agree there are a lot of routes and there will always come, you know, the situations, the in, incredible amounts of context that can come from having like a 16 character roster with all these situations to learn. Sure. But like I said, the rules in place make it a lot easier. And unlike Crush Counter, you know, because this is the thing they learned that while it was a good idea, one thing like you mentioned that they learned was that every character, not every character having the same reaction, thus making it so it's like, I, you know, well, you, if Ed lands a stand fierce, he doesn't get anything. Like maybe in the corner, maybe. Sure. Um, or if he, you know, if someone else, if, if Yuri lands a stand fierce, he gets the world. It's, I think they realize, okay, maybe that's, Maybe that's too much like, okay, well, it's character specific, true, but also it, it, it gives them a uniqueness, but it also makes it so that it doesn't feel rewarding for some characters where it does for others, which is not what you want out of a mechanic like that. It's a universal mechanic. It should feel pretty easy to use. And and, and those are, you know, they're always not built the same. Like focus attack in four was the same way. Not every character focus attack built the same. Uh, not every punish counter the same. Whereas now... I think people can get a more universal. I feel like even with a character like, let's say, Guile, who's limited in combos, I, I've seen some Guile combos in Street Fighter Six. He doesn't look like he's hurting for juice. You know, <laughs> not, when not he gets, all. if he gets the proper frame badge, he gets some stuff. And sure. it, every character in the beta, at least, was like that. So I think that's great. And I think that's what you want. And I think it goes back to keeping that punish counter system and ex expanding it into the realm of like, well, you know, if the problem was that it was street fire five was too reliant on like single hit confirm crouching medium kicks being really strong. Let's make it so that if we want a, a similar thing in in six, that has to come with a, a certain risk or a crush counter. Normal just being thrown out there is too good. Like Yuri and Stan fierce. Sure. The, the, the risk of it is greater now that you can apply this punish counter and drive rush combination to whiff attacks. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think here. Like, I I do want to kind of double back and talk about DPS again with um specifically how they 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 cost meters still right mm -hmm. because that did carry over from five. It's still present in six, but the difference is that um because I guess the big issue with with it in five is that if you DP, you know, you're burning you know one of your meters and you know your super is actually really valuable for as a dam a source of damage that's why v trigger was so important is because that would be your alternative to damage if you're using meter on reversals 
Um, so it, it costs a lot, right? But the value of of uh, of meter in six is completely different because it's of its nature being tied to a drive meter that fluctuates with time and with with previous decisions, uh, factoring in a lot more. Also, you get it at the start of the round, which is enormous. Yes, you always have it, yeah. Right. So it it seems because again with with five, the general bit of feedback that people would give is that you know when I'm being pressured. It fucking sucks getting pressured in five, right? Yeah, and there's no defensive options. That's another really like common uh, 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 piece of feedback, right? And it's mm -hmm. because DP, DP, like their 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 process of of trying to make DPs more fair made the cost too high for it to actually be valuable enough. Both the opportunity costs with the timing of your meter, as well as the damage that you take if you get if you get hit. Especially if you are by getting crush countered, you are giving them their comeback mechanic. Yes, <laughs> for absolutely. Getting, for getting baited. So God forbid if they have V trigger and super, you are done. Right, it's right. over. So six, I think, fixes a lot of that. I think six makes it so you know you have access to it out of the gates and so you're not waiting to build up meter by blocking like because again if you're if you have no meter in five and you're blocking even if you have a reversal it, it's it's like the worst feeling ever because you're like i can't do anything about can't this. Do anything yep. like round like round one start you know two people are fighting with each other there's nothing that you can do if if, if, if they've got in and i've hit medium punch on you over and over again <laughs> yep um, uh, you know, it was an awesome, you know, I'm thinking about this and I remember, uh, back in MK nine, one of the awesome things about MK nine that I, and I, I don't know if it was in, in 10, it might've been, I really wish they brought it back was the first hit got me left full bar meter. Oh not yeah. A There's bar, a lot of games that reward that lately. Not a full bar, but like they got the first section of it and it yeah, was yeah, awesome. Yeah. So it was like whoever got the first hit got to do like an awesome combo, and it was like, oh man, you got the first hit, and you got to go nuts. That was nine, right? MK nine. Nine. That was a nine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It may yeah. have been an X. I can't remember, but it was definitely a nine. That was that was one of the first times I'd ever heard about that. Then I saw, uh, I think it was Persona. Persona gave extra meter as well on first hit, and then Dragon Ball gave uh, Dragon Ball on first hit, if I recall correctly. Um, I forget how we got on that, but either way, first hit. I don't, well, it was I'm like it was in Street Fighter Five, like the opening round. It was like there was oh. some you when you get pressured. It was like you didn't really have an option out. Now I happen to think that the Trojan horse of that was like the priority system did a lot of the heavy lifting there to make it feel helpless. Because like yeah. if you can sneak in a jab somewhere in pressure, at least um, that that's okay, right? Like you know, we we always make fun of the the I or at least I always do the Tucson special, but it's true. Like you jab out between like when you're getting up and when you're you know getting block string. It's just smart. Mm -hmm. Like it just it's it's a good idea. But in in five, that was a really dumb idea a lot of times because if someone did medium medium, you're just screwed. Yeah. Or they did medium uh, stand fierce, you're screwed. So it was like there wasn't really a good time to find that jab. And then it's like okay, so I'm gonna wait for the throw. And of course, the risk reward was really bad a lot of times because you go for the throw. You get shimmied, mm -hmm. you get hit really bad, you know, with a counter hit or God forbid a punish counter. So it, yeah, I definitely agree that it felt completely overwhelming, but now you're going to be stocked with your options to start at the beginning of the round. And it will probably feel less bad because the priority system is gone. I think there's a lot of things that from five change, but you're right that the context of it, you getting the full uh, meter to do invulnerable versus when the start almost brings it back uh, to how it was originally where you had it, you know, a meterless, but now it's just you get the meter, but it's at the start of the round. So you can still do it pretty much anytime you want when the round starts, but there does there is a cost to it. And I think right. that feels a little bit better.
Yeah. And, and you can use it to, you can, because you have it all kind of laid out in front of you in advance, you can use that to f formulate a game plan as well. And so, yes. uh, you know, a lot of that, because another, you know, another like general piece of feedback for five was lack of, lack of expression. Um, like, because you have that entire drive meter now to use, to express yourself a little bit more, you can choose to sacrifice that for a defensive option, which is in, in itself a form of expression. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, so absolutely. More options is good. I think <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. Controversial. I know, but yeah, I think it's, I think you're right. Um, I think another thing from five that has stuck around or I guess classic five, cause it got taken out, but it's kind of back in a way is like throw loop stuff, you know, and in street fighter six, a lot of characters have a throw loop. They can walk up and do it again. Yeah. Um, that was controversial in five. You know, a lot of people were happy when a lot of those got um, significantly nerfed. Um, I, I think it only felt bad. Like you mentioned in, in context with everything, everything being so overwhelming that the addition of throw loops was like, God, I can't, can I just do, can I just get, as my friend slips used to say, can I just do moves? <laughs> I can't even get my moves. Like I can't even throw now loops into like the offense again. Yes. But like you said, when it's all balanced out, I think you have a much better, Reason, well, yeah, you can do throw loops and throws got to be good. Like we talked about in a, in a previous episode, throws have to be good in a system like this or else it's going to feel bad when somebody gets a throw and it throws you full screen and you can't do anything afterwards. Well, so now a lot of characters can throw and dash up and probably do something or some can just walk up and do it again. And I, I think that's good. I think throws should lead to offense. I don't think they should just be a purely defensive move, uh, which sometimes in five, that's what it ended up being. Like you did a throw. That's Great, it. you pushed them out and yep. uh, go back to doing to losing. Yeah, I think they committed to to that angle rather than than keeping throw loops in because of yeah. plus two. Like every every game, kind of in my opinion, has like a magic number. Like plus two is is, is Street Fighter Five. Yeah, everyone's yeah, that's always a good way plus two on it. things, yeah. right? Um, in this game, in in six, um, I think the answer the the favorite number is plus four. But we can talk about that one yeah, <laughs> later. Yeah. Like it'll come up. It'll come up when we talk about burnout. <laughs> I'm sure it will. Yeah, of course. Like in um, MK11, it's like if you're like minus four ish or minus three, that's like the perfect. That's what you want to be, mm -hmm. and because you can do a lot of things from there or have a lot of options. Um, you're not so limited that like oh, I can only do block afterwards. Yeah. Right. So it's like you always want to hit. There's a certain pressure uh, place that you can be. Yeah. And you're right that it was plus two, and that's where you could do like jab you know, duck jab and a throw or, yep. and you couldn't walk out of it. You know, there was a lot yep. of characters that had that, right? You'd counter hit them out of the startup of their, of their jab really. Um, yes. If they, yeah. So that basically beat everything except for something yeah. unintuitive, like jump or back dash. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which is why you saw, um, jumping like forward out of stuff became very popular very early. Mm -hmm. Um, we saw it a lot. And then what that led to is like, you know, you'd have characters like re early Ryu would just jump, jump out of everything with low kick. Yep. And it was like, it, damn, this is it, hard to beat. <laughs> It looked extremely silly. Um, yeah, it, it's just the, the but, knee, like the little knee jab thing. Yeah, I, I actually do think that that's something that's that was that's present in in six as well. And I, I I'm tempted to. I'm not sure if it's because we still are learning the game, but in the beta at least, you know, because when whenever when when everyone's learning a new fighting game, they're always jumping more. Um, of course, yeah. And so, like, I I try to take this. I try to. I'm trying to like uh, take this with a grain of salt here, but like. I think jumping out of the corner, uh, because of how oppressive co the corner is in Street Fighter Six, oh, jumping yeah. oh, out yeah. of the corner, and because of how throw loops work too, jumping just becomes more of a 
appealing, a viable option. Yeah, as yeah. a defensive, it might option. be your least bad option. Like, because if you get like, let's say someone does the the other side DP is really good at that, or they jump back and jump medium punch. Yeah, and you get like a juggle. Yeah, that might be bad, but it's not as bad as like I'm getting throw looped or I'm getting you know shoved into the corner and I get a full combo because I blocked the you know the uh, di the, yeah the di <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think you're right in that jumping out uh, becomes an option. But I also think if you've got the corner to the level where I'm just I'm trying to do an option that isn't amazing, but it's better than what I have. I think we've got a good corner game, and I think that's good. Like I think the corner needs to be oppressive i think it needs to be a bad positioning to me is a core component of these games and i while i don't agree with like the the, the black pilled people who are like positioning doesn't matter anymore uh you we used to learn how to like sagat's rocks the state this is the rock on sagat's thailand stage we knew the frames from there okay tough guy but like <laughs> you know i never thought that that was like gone forever but i do think like you know when you get you know a throw tech you know you take one throw tech you go to another state I think that, you know, hurts positioning a little bit, <laughs> but if now it's like, well, I really don't want to be in the corner. I know I can be anywhere I want, but I won't do that. The meatloaf special, right? Like I don't want to be in the corner, put baby in the corner. It's bad. Don't do it. And now it's like, okay, if, if jumping out is my best option, well, yeah, that's going to be annoying. Cause no one likes being jumped out of in pressure. It's the most annoying thing in the world. Absolutely. Like, oh my God, yeah. you loser. Like you just held up. Yep. But it's like, okay, but when you're trying to hold up, you're also probably going to get counter hit out of stuff. You're going to get hit, you know, getting uh, with meaty timing, which we're going to learn, you know, everyone, because like you said, people are learning. They're not, they're not perfect on that stuff yet. Exactly. They will be. Trust yep. me. Like I said, this is a game for freaks. They're coming. And uh, that's the stuff you're going to be worried about. But like, yeah, I think jumping out of stuff is going to be pretty in vogue. Um, and that in Street Fighter Five, you saw it a lot. Um, but I think that's okay. Like, I think sometimes, cause I'm used to like, I come from MK where that's also a huge complaint is that jumping is too good. Mm -hmm. Jump kicks in particular are always like really good, but I think there's always like, um, sometimes you just have to jump because it's like, and in MK, like it's really dangerous. Cause if you jump sometimes, if the way people's jab strings work, you can still get juggled by getting hit out of a jump because everything juggles in mortal Kombat. So it's like, that's not necessarily the best option, but it's just my least the least of all my concerns i may not just lose my whole life but i don't know if that's necessarily like the like oh wow it's so strong that you can't do anything about it it's like well there's things you can do and it seems like in five or in six at least the beta characters a lot of them have like the old ryu jump strong where it's like there's a juggle like a medium punch or something that juggles and they can do something like kim has like if she does jump medium oh punch, like, an, an, air like throw, an, air, an air to air to, to beat a jump out attempt basically. to be a jump out yeah and then yeah. like it you can get something from it not necessarily the best thing in the world but you get like something more than just oh i jump back and i think is it counter hit that you you get you fall into a juggle state there's a there's a force knockdown state force knockdown yeah so like i know this pretty well because i played chun and uh Chun, when when you try to jump out of the corner, um, if you do the wall jump, like like Vega's wall jump or yeah. Chun's wall jump, right? Uh, if if you get if you get tagged out of the second hit of it, or the sec after the second the, jump, the you get put in a float jump. state yeah. essentially. I see. Which is also which, a carryover from five, but yes. it's also refined in its own way too. Um, yeah. Because with five, that wasn't initially in the game at all. No, um, I think that was very late. I think that was like season five. Right. 
right? Yeah. So that's when basically the team that made six, that's when they got a hold of it. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even think about that, but yeah, that's a good point. Uh, remember when people, they happened to Dalzim's, they were like, oh yeah, when he's in V-Skill and he gets hit, he floats. And they're like, well, Dalzim's obviously bottom tier now. What fools yep. we were. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, Oro it sounds bad on that. paper, yeah. Yeah, Oro, Vega, Chun. Rashid. Rashid. Yeah. yeah. Um, and- I think, and I think you're right that like they tried to like, here's some float states like out of moves that are like common to do. Obviously Chun Li's wall jump isn't like the the most extreme defensive threat, but like Rashid, it's a huge thing for him to jump out of the corner and do the wall jump. And he kind of zooms down. Sure. Um, Vega his is a little bit better too. So I think, and I think they added like Ibuki's like her when she's got the Cape and she floats out of the corner. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So there's yeah. also a, another specific thing worth noting about it is that those force knockdown states only happen in five they only happen if you connect with a roundhouse or a strong, I think, of that level. Basically, a jab wouldn't create that knockdown. Oh, really? I didn't know that. That's interesting. So that, to me, is a sign that they wanted. They, they knew that this was different, and they wanted to make somebody really earn it by using a slower button, right? A more mm-hmm. specific button. It wasn't just okay. hit any button. And then uh, specifically, it was probably because people didn't let jab anti-airs, and that would be annoying. But oh, yeah, the, other, yeah. the real thing, I think, is they, they, they wanted to... Um, they wanted to try to play it safe. They knew that this was going to be a really unique and new change and people were going to react negatively to it. And so they just kind of slowly inched it in and just said, just for these normals. And then in six now, that force knockdown is in place, but that can happen off of anything. Which is <laughs> yeah. a, a, another general theme of this game, which is like, yeah, just like just pun- punch counters and crush counters. Yeah, let's yeah. just give them everything and see how that goes. Um, So, yeah. I, which... Yeah, and is it so? It's it's a, a force knockdown. Is it still only in like certain states, like after a wall jump, or is it like if you counter hit, you're in force knockdown? It's it's when you're in specific states. Okay, so um, it's still like five. It's like okay, th- this state is every hit is a force knockdown. Yes. Yes. Okay. Gotcha, so like gotcha. like uh, Kimberly with her forward roundhouse, right? That's a force knockdown move. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, Chun's forward roundhouse as well. A lot of like airborne, airborne moves essentially. Okay. Um, okay. They, like airborne moves that keep you grounded in a way, like little hop kick moves and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and then Chunley's wall jump as well. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's and like I said, I think that's like those little ideas are pretty good. Like I think like I, I even like I'm a five hater, but I think even by the end, I thought five had gotten some pretty some pretty crisp new uh, mechanics that. Uh, were much more thought out, I thought, than some of the initial steps. And I think, like you said, it, it got to be, you know, a smaller team that had more experience and could really dive in and be like, okay, here's what we need. Yeah. Here's this specific issue. How can we remedy it with what we have? And it was like, there's just little things like that where it's like, maybe some people need some more roots, some interesting combo roots here. This situation is really prevalent. How can we address, like, here's a way to get around that. Yep. Um, you know, so I think that carried over into six, that spirit carried over into six, where it's like, if you have a counter to these kind of annoying situations, you will get the maximum reward because it does take like a a five head level sometimes read to be like, oh, there's a wall jump, got it. And it feels good when it's like, wow, I not only did I hit it, I got the best possible thing I could get out of that. Yeah, uh, it, it solves a bunch of different problems, right? Because it, one, it, it, it like the the freedom of expression kind of deal. Uh, well, not freedom, but the the, the free to freedom to express the First Amendment in fighting yeah. games. Yes. <laughs> I, I wonder why that's on my head lately. Yes, uh, 
but the like, right to swag. <laughs> that's exactly it. Is you it's like fine. you could you could punish with a really cool ca- combo, but from a practical level, if somebody wasn't punishing with that, it would cause a force knockdown, and then they would they would fall, and they would specifically they would hit the ground, and then you would get get frame advantage. So yes. you could the reward for anti-airing somebody was more than just a button into some damage. It was a button damage knockdown Oki. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is, I think this new method, I think is stolen from Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Where in every situation, yes. hit, you had the right to Riz, okay? Like it was go time. If you hit a jump button in that game, oh Lord, it was it could be over. It could yep. be Jover if you hit that. Like it was so good. Oh, and man. I think cross Tekken, I think they brought a lot of like, well, like everything kind of leads to a combo with certain characters. Like if you just get hit by Jin, dude, wrap it up. Like you're, you're never leaving the ground again. And especially if they've got like Bob coming in for the launcher, like dude, it's over. Like, I'm sorry. You know, we, you tried your best, maybe next round. And so that's great. I think I street fire cross Tekken, I think is a great game version 2013. Of course, I won't speak to the original, but Right, uh, right. I think it was a great, you know, that level of like combo ability for every of the top characters really felt like, wow, everything really matters. Because now if I whiff a move, they're going to hit me. They're going to launch. They're going to do some crazy damage and I'm going to feel like a fool. And it, it didn't lead to like playing scared. It led to like, wow, we really got to, you know, we really got to think about what we're doing here. And you can't, I mean, there were characters that could just derp out stuff as there always is. But almost every character could also really put the pain on if they partnered their team right and they could get a huge damage off their universal launch mechanic. Mm-hmm. So with Street Fighter Cross Tekken has a universal launcher, Street Fighter 6 has like Drive Rush, which is like everybody's Riz activation, right? Like it's just now we get to do whatever we want. We'll get the best combo possible and you're going to lose a lot of health. And that's yep. just it, right? I, I I think that a really noticeable trend in recent fighting games is the power of the low forward. Um, when I say recent fighting games, I mean, if you look at the last three Street Fighter games, and I'm including Cross Tekken as a th- Street Fighter game in here because fighting Yeah, me. absolutely. Um, I mean, it yeah, is. Yeah, it it's, is. It's, it's a fantastic game as well, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, the, the thing that every single one of them, they all started from different points, but they all kind of balanced into low forward burst damage. Nina's um, low forward is actually like... Chernobyl of Street Fighter Cross like it's just <laughs> like man that's a meltdown waiting to happen like if you get hit by that it's yeah it's spin city man a lot of the best characters in cross are like that where like Chun is um top two yeah and how wrong is top one <laughs> in yeah, that game right wrong. and they uh, it's, it's the characters yeah big yeah. ass normals big ass normals that convert specifically and mm-hmm. if you look at four you know uh Yun is notwithstanding but elena was all about that into mallet oh, absolutely. smash absolutely evil um, ryu was low forward into his loops right mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and in five the relento oh yeah relento was like that too mm-hmm. in both games <laughs> yeah in most games he's in he's doing that yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's i have a really long move and then the universal mechanics of the game are going to allow me to convert off of it and, yeah. and like cross Tekken is basically that's the entire game, which is yeah. like big poke into boost chain, tag cancel, or uh, special cancel. You have three options to convert, and then yeah. in, fi- in five, uh, the way the way they found their way into doing that was V trigger cancel or the hit confirm one window. hit confirm, yeah, right, right. So even five eventually got past that hurdle and said, I I want to I want to focus on low forward range footsies. 
And yeah. what's unique about six compared to, to again, four, five, uh, and cross is that, I guess maybe less so than cross, but um, it, it knows out of the gates that that's what it wants to be. And it's not it's not balancing into it like the other two Street Fighter games did, three Street Fighter games did. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, yeah, I think it does. And I think you're right. And I think they've accounted for that by the two things that they did that were different from five. Number one, the one hit confirm window is it's gone right you know for the most part if you have a low right. forward it's it's not one you might be able to do like we saw like with punk in like the recent uh exhibition they had at pax with luke you can do like his target combo that's like easier to hit confirm but it's it's you don't get much from it right like i think you get like plus one or something so it's not like this huge reward sure but they they don't really have that window now what they have is like you drive rush it which may or may not be confirmable i'm gonna lean towards no i'm gonna think that's probably not you just have to do it oh uh, that's confirmable it's confirmable. Okay. Well, it's confirmable in a different way than what you think. Where it, it 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 the frame advantage that it gives you makes it so you can link instead. You don't have to cancel at all when you're when you're. I guess yeah, that's true. Yeah, in a way, right. like if it hits or blocks, you you know what you're gonna do. Yeah. Right. Um. But um. And then it's like, but they also, you know, they obviously thought about it. So like max, you know, scaling starts at what eighty percent or whatever. Um. From a from a low forward specifically because they thought like, okay, well, you know, if this is what's going to be the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, which will be very good. Uh, we know that we have to do two things. Number one, we have to make it so that this combo isn't always going to be the best combo in the world. It's going to be good, but it's going to be hit by scaling early. So unless you tag a super in the end or something, it's not going to do like the craziest damage in the world. And number two, as we already talked about, we've now got the punish counter where if you whiff a low forward and they hit you with something, you're going to pay for it or you have to. There's going to be because I think Street Fighter Five. I think the problem was while they did add the really extended hitboxes on a lot of stuff, which I think yep. was a good idea. I don't know if five was the first to do it, but it certainly felt like that was where it's like, wow, you can really like it. You can tag some things really easily. Um, I thought that was a great idea. What I didn't, I think though, there were still some moves like Karin's crouching medium kick is still just amazing. Like it's really hard to hit. Right. If you get it, you're, you've really spotted it, but it's like, you are probably hyper-focusing on it and that's yeah. easier to do it. The general rule in five is that if someone's whiffing roundhouses against you, then you whiff punish it however the hell you want. If you if they're whiffing strongs in front of you, you're likely not going to whiff punish it, so you're better off sticking out uh, lights preemptively. And right. If they're right, whiffing right. jabs, then you also are not going to be able to whiff punish it on a reaction, but you can stick crush counters out to blow that up. Okay, so like a basic kind of triangle thing of mm-hmm. reading what you got. Yeah. So yeah, because then your like crush it, counter comes out, and the, you start swinging. You start swinging with the big buttons, and then they whiff punish you. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Yeah, so it's it it, it's back. more that it's more that like the, the 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 rock paper scissors drives you towards the buttons that are whiff punishable versus making every button whiff punishable. Yes. That yeah. Sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think that does. And like I said, I think five. I think they like that idea like that you just described right there. I think that's like the basic meta at the moment. And I think mm-hmm. they like the, you know, the team likes it, but my guess is for six, they just felt like maybe we tune this up a little bit. Like we take away the priority system. So it doesn't feel like you have to only counter rock with rock and paper with paper. <laughs> and let's also make it so that it's more rewarding for every character. If they, if they manage to tag it. And which I think is a great idea. Cause I don't, I don't hate the idea of five, like boiling down to that. What I didn't like about five was like, you know, every character's medium medium for the most part was like the same. Every yeah. sweep was like the same level. Now in six, you can see they've played with that a little bit, but they kind of, you know, the way they got around that was like, okay, you can get that same frame advantage from like a medium, but it's got to be from like drive rush. Right. Right. So drive rush is a way to get back to like street fighter five levels of combo ability and frame advantage and stuff. 
but it costs something and it, you know, you can see it coming, you know, if someone's just doing it at you, you'll probably be able to counter it. You got to be a little bit smarter about it. You can't just run up and mash medium. And then like, it's like medium, medium, I get it. And you can't do anything about it. You got to backdash or whatever. Um, yeah. They've yeah, tied they, it to like a mechanic, right? Yeah. It, it's that, that the weapon triangle, right. Is, is like, this is like much article stuff where like mm-hmm. a poke, you know, a poke will Lord lose. Lord yes, absolutely. Yeah. A poke will lose to a whiff punish. A whiff punish will lose to an, an advancing move, and then an advancing move will lose to a poke. Like oh. that's kind of the 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 rotating thing right there. And in five, <coughs> you know, the the answer to a lot of people looking to whiff punish is to dash, um, because dashes were so fast in that game. Um, like sixteen, yeah. A lot of characters yeah. had like sixteen frames, yeah. And in in six. Um, you know, the first thing that you notice is that it's the dashes aren't nearly as fast. They feel more like cross second dashes, if anything. Yeah, There's a lot, little, a little bit more of like weight yeah. to them, right? Some but, of them are good, but like they're sluggish. You know, they're not going to be the super huge momentum carrying. Yeah, right. So, but the the cool thing is that drive rush is also weirdly hard to react to because you're already looking for drive impact. You're looking for pokes and all this other stuff, and the big like jerk from the screen freeze and the the, explosion the, of color the explosion of color right <laughs> yeah so that that spirit of the street fighter 5 i'm gonna dash in and hit strong on you it's still there specifically with the drive rush i think those are interchangeable when i played the beta in, in uh, last december i was like you know the the time that i would want to dash in a street fighter 5 what if i parry rush instead and it seemed to work really well um there's a lot of like unique unique things about the dash that that uh that are that are good as far as like keeping the game from being too boring the advanced the the, the principle of an advancing normal is that it's the advancing move is that it's going to end neutral right and then we're going to get yes. into like the slugfest and the exciting parts for a lot of spectators um but in five it was so powerful and that was part of the feeling that people had with unga and being like this guy's just dashing up and hitting strong on me over and over and over <laughs> again it it, right yeah. and then and then when they when they dash up and hit strong, they're plus two. That's that magic number we were talking about, and it's shitty, especially yeah. if it's round one start. It loops <laughs> it loops back into the best offense you could want. Like it yep. sucks, right? Right now, you, you're right. And with six, they thought about like, okay, well, at least it costs meter. Mm-hmm. At least it, and like you, said, I think like um, drive rush into throw or drive rush into nothing will eventually be a big part of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, you spent a little bit, but now you're in. You just do what you you know you wanted to do. And it like it is like five in a way, but it's not just I can do this on you, and you know there's eight frames of lag, so I can't really react to it as well. Yeah. Um, or or if you're in burnout now, you can't just do that. So like a character of someone might get really overzealous and make these huge you know five head reads on you, and you're like, oh my god, I'm dead. But then they they got burned out, and now it's like, well then now they can't do that stuff. Yep. So they're you know they like I think they decided there needs to be a way that we can reenact the same scenario, but it doesn't feel as like oppressive shit. at the start of the round. Yeah. It's like shit. Yep. It doesn't feel as bad at the start of the round. And we can really only simulate it like fully in the corner and you're in burnout. Now we're playing street fighter five again. Yep. And you... Everything feels shitty. Yep. But the shitty part is like a big glowing meter. That's, <laughs> that's like, a, that's a yeah. good point. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're going to do mediums and they're going to be plus like four and you're five. like, I can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that that's a good point. That's a good point. Is it, yeah, you feel like a rock when you're in burnout. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You just <laughs> they just recreated Street Fighter Five, but they made the pass to it not immediately available from the round start, which I think is yep. great. I think it's a great idea. 
I think specifically with the dash, you you attach a cost to it, which you know is it's a function of your game plan and it impacts you later on down the line versus in five, your dash doesn't really impact you later on down the line. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. You can just keep doing it. In fact, as we see now, Ed can in fact, just keep doing it. Yeah. And, and again, though, the problem though, is that if you don't have good dashes, uh, like in cross Tekken, then you don't have, that's one less way to end neutral. And then you get the cross Tekken problem, which is it's too boring. It's too slow. It's yeah. only footsies. Yeah. And so well, cross tech and also it, it Trojan horse that in with like the really bad regeneration in the first version of the game. Right. The, or the, uh, the too fast regeneration. So the timeouts were constant. Mm -hmm. Or if you watch like, I don't think it was called Capcom Cup back then, but it was like the 25th anniversary tournament or whatever. Yes. And Tokido yes. Tokido's playing Dalsam and Cody and it's just horse shit. Yeah, like he's just doing is running with Relento the whole time that that one, that Jack, championship too. Jack yeah. Cross just doing his DP a million times because it's safe. Like, yep. it's just like, that's just b b boring. Right. But, right. you know, and I think the problem with cross deck and I always felt was like, you had the supercharged top characters that felt awesome. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, okay, that like, um, you had unique characters like Brian who was kind of cool, but he had like more built in weaknesses, but then it was like, you got to some characters, like, let's say Paul, Paul had his place, right? Like he was a good tag in character. He could do a lot of damage if he tagged in tag back out. Right. But he was so slow and he was so. He didn't have a safe move to do off his low forward. So it's like, even in footsies, he couldn't really scare you that bad. And mm -hmm. he moved and, and Heihachi's the same way. Heihachi had a lot of scary stuff, but damn, he's slow. He can't like, he, there's just no game to play when the stages are so long. And a lot of characters are so slow. Um, I feel like five and six, I like, you know, that was a complaint in four a lot too. They people would talk about walk speed. I think in general, the one thing you haven't heard about six is like, wow, everyone feels slow walking they've kind of gotten it to his place where it's not as fast as it might've been in the past, but it feels okay. Like, you know, there's some characters obviously that move a little bit slower, but like jury, like, you know, jury in four was super slow. Then in cross tech and she was like, maybe a little too fast. <laughs> now they've got like a nice balance in five and six where it's like, she, she walks fast, but she has slower normals. So it kind of balances out in the end. You know, I think yeah. they, they've thought about that a little bit more. Kim, I think walks back pretty fast, you know, I think Cross had the the extra burden of being a team game, and so um, at the risk of sounding too prescriptive for Cross, like I felt like the the ideal team is point character with a really strong walk speed, usually a Street Fighter character, and then Tekken anchor, where their offense high low game is so offensive that they don't like their weakness has to be their mobility because they're once they're in your in your ass, you're you're dead, you know, like you're eating a Heihachi overhead, right? Um, so the dozens of cross second players are very mad at you for that perspective <laughs> take, by the way. The dozens, <laughs> right? right. I'm just yeah. like again, there's there's freedom of expression. You can play who you want there, but yeah. I think a lot of the powerful generally teams, true, yes. Yeah. yeah, you want to have good walk speed into burst damage and you want to find a team that would create that. And I think that five had that as well. Um by like again, you can't look at each character in, in a vacuum, you have to look at a team. Uh, and, yeah. and and then compare that to a Street Fighter Five or a Street Fighter Four character, um, and you know by and large, I think the fast characters that with good walk speed had the good confirmable low forwards in Five. Um, I forget where I'm going with this. Oh yeah, yeah. I was going to talk about reaction speed because the the big difference that I've noticed with Six and Five is that you know it'll it'll take the spirit of Five as far as like that whiff punishability. Uh, the the idea of stopping of checking a dash the idea of checking yeah. a dash is with 
you you plant yourself down and you and you jab in in Street Fighter Five. Right. 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 Um, and but the problem is that was dependent on your reactions. The low forward confirms that was dependent on your reactions. True. And true. that's just really hard to balance around because then then you're dealing with people who are. Some people are innately able to do that because they have the reactions, and some yeah, people there will are be more talented not. people. Like you could teach yourself to do it, but there's going to be people who can do it no problem, and people who will struggle with it their entire life. It that's different than playing the poker game, uh, which is yes. like where I'm I'm playing a battle of wits with somebody else. Um, and so what I think Six did is take took the spirit of that stuff, and then took the reaction time uh, requirement out of it. So again, yeah. with Drive Rush you can check it because the screen freezes. It takes some getting used to, I think. Um, but the screen freezes and flashes. So they, to tell you, Hey, you should punish this or Hey, you know, um, a mix ups coming. And then, uh, the, uh, the confirm, the confirmable low forwards is it's locked behind drive rush and a cost. Uh, same deal. It's, it's less so about reactions and more so about meter management, but they basically subbed those, 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 requirements which, out. yeah which are far they're more up here and less about like the ability in your in your you know your reactions and things like that and right i think um i think five gets the guff of being like super simple and i think it is in some ways yeah. but i do also think at a high level it asks a lot of anybody to really like confer, commit to yep. um and that and it can be very taxing and i think that's why you see people who have such i don't want to say bitterness but that's kind of like the feeling right like the they don't feel it's a feeling of being uh, excluded. Mirthful, right? Like they don't, they feel like, oh, I can finally stop playing five. It exhausts me to play yeah. because it's just like, I have to think so much and I have to use my reaction, you know, and I have to learn how to do this and that. And I really have to be on the point with my reactions to stop stuff. And not that's not that any fighting game at a high level isn't full of that. You know, it can be exhausting, but you also don't feel like, um, man, if I'm off slightly today, I can't, I won't be able to do anything. Whereas like with, you know, with, with five, if you're off, like, oh man, I can't hit my hit confirms or whatever. That's really bad. Like if you're, if you're playing Kareen and you miss that just frame, you know, not only just the one hit tanko, confirm, but yeah. the just frame Tanko, you're like, man, that I'm losing a lot just based on that, you know, yep. just on that. And it's like, that is stressful. Um, and I don't think you want that to be how, how people perceive your game. Um, it's it's stressful. unique. Uniquely because, stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the, the stress mechanic, like, the, the, it was not mechanic, but the, the idea mechanic, of, of yeah. feeling stress around the game um, is specifically, I originally thought of it as tied to mechanics. It was the more universal mechanics there are in the game, the more, the more there are things to worry about. And because of that, I'm going to be more stressed. And then, you know, Strive comes out or Exert even comes out before that. And it's like, you know, here's a game with loads of universal mechanics and the players don't feel stressed when they play. If anything, they feel empowered to to utilize all those mechanics. And I think that um, that's where six diverges from five as well, where five was like, here's a very, very small amount of, of, of uh, universal mechanics that are useful and helpful. And here's more variant. Like the V in V trigger stands for variable. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's by design. This is going to yeah, be different for a lot fun, of people. Including your fun is variable, depending <laughs> yeah, on the V-trigger. Yeah, which, you know, that's, like, that's kind yeah, of yeah. shitty, right? Like, yeah, that, that. that V-trigger is your tier, your tier, tier list placing. Yeah, <laughs> There's exactly. a direct correlation, and, right? Which, and you didn't, like, in 4, you know, it was that, that was kind of a similar issue where it was like, who can combo into Ultra? That was the yes. first, the first go around, it was like, who can do that? 
Mm-hmm. And if you are, you're amazing. And if you can't, like if you're Guile or whatever, it's like that kind of sucks. Your ultra is basically not worth using. And that, you know, that, that feels bad. You don't ever want that to be the case. And as the game bore out, there was more characters who could do that. Or it was like the how much damage it did got toned down a little bit. So it didn't feel as oppressive. Sure. Um, so you I think you don't what you don't want is the universal mechanics now. Okay, who does it better? You know, that's the common complaint, right? Like when the mechanics are universal, it just becomes a who's better by technicality, right? It homogenizes the game. Homogenizes, lot, right? exactly. Yeah. That's like uh, you know, and that's a common like complaint of like King of Fighters. I don't think that sticks as much. I think there's a lot more that goes into it. But sometimes, like, you know, you see you watch King of Fighters, and if you have like a basic, you know, a really basic conception, it just feels like you know, the characters who seem to be the best are the ones that do something in the EX cancel and they can they can do the rush in and do a big combo and who does that better and it's like it doesn't really matter who the character is it just matters who does it the best where obviously there's way more to it than that but that's what it feels like or seems like when you're just watching it and mm-hmm. you're like well and like you said it's like okay now who has the best low forward and who has the best combo from it that's a big factor in who's really good in the game right as we see you know Kareen's still really good cammy's still really good Ed now is really good because he's got a safe move that he can do off his low forward. Even though yep. it's not the most damaging in the world, it obviously me- makes him very strong. Luke, Luke's the same is good. thing. Yep, yep, Luke can do it too. So that is obviously played into who's the best characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it feels like, like you said, the mechanics now determine who's the best, not like the expression ish aspect of it, which we now have lessened because of six deciding to lock a lot of that behind uh, smart usage of a meter, which takes now. Uh, brains to think about more than just kind of i can just do it whenever i i will say though and this is like obligatory for any time we talk about six but like i i'm basing my knowledge off of the beta and yes why yeah. the, why this matters because it's not like this grand conspiracy theory that things are going to change but specifically the eight characters that are in the beta are all like low forward characters that's um, true too yeah. like some of them don't have cancelable low forwards but they still like are guile's a low forward character come on like that, right. that Fireball DP. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fireball DP and a mid-range use low forward, right? Like yeah. a lot of those characters fall into that category. Plus um, four on hit low forward. Get out. Like, Jesus. Like, <laughs> come on, guys. So we might have a situation when these grapplers come out or these other players characters come out where it's like our um, you know, my opinion, my my theory on low forward into burst damage being the meta of the game, you know, at, at for these eight right now that are in, in that, that were in the beta build, like those are the uh, that is the meta, but maybe low forward won't be the thing. I, I could just say though, yeah. like looking at the way they chose to balance five and the way they chose to balance four and the way they they made 2013 cross, it seems like that's the direction they want to go, is right, uh, coupled with the intent. They like again, you mentioned earlier that low forwards have 80% scaling, right that's there's a lot of questions that i have about that on like you know what came first was the low forward scaling in reaction to everybody walking backwards because everything's negative or is it a reaction more towards uh we think low forward drive rush is going to be a thing because you can't because we've deliberately made it so you can't confirm off of lows Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of like like that's that's the, the the interesting thing about this is we know intent and we know patterns from past games, but we don't know exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, which is which Behind makes that. it fun to speculate in a way. Which, yeah. and, and like you talked about when when you've talked about being like mechanically interested, I think that kind of stuff is interesting to talk about because it's like yeah. there is, you know, because like I said, we all assume that like a lot of people assume the devs are like drooling idiots and like the, the players kind of make the most out of like what these morons with monkeys with typewriters put together. But that's not really the case. A lot of these guys are actually pretty, pretty hip. They know what yeah. they're doing. 
they more importantly about they know they know a lot of things about the games that we don't care about from a competitive angle like 100 percent like yeah. hit stop like we don't we don't that's not in a in a frame data grid yeah. anywhere hit stop for like like in in frames per second or anything like that but for for an actual developer that matters a lot to how the game feels functions <laughs> yeah or feels yeah exactly um or you know little things like you know obviously they were like you can't we can't have the huge um what's like a proximity guard because in six it would feel bad if you could if you were trying to block something or you're trying to parry and then you could you would get in proximity block and you can't do that anymore so it's very lessened now because they thought about which is a very nerdy thing like no one thinks about like proximity block unless it's like a street fighter 4 unblockable from like 2010 but it was they they cared about that enough to really make that change and i think that speaks to like you said where it's more intense and while we could speak you would speculate about the intent I think it's interesting how it plays out um, where you see, like I, you've already noticed this pattern between the, th- the past three games. Mm-hmm. There's a history there. It's not just, well, we played this game until we played the next game and they're all different and who cares? It's like, well, five, you may not like it. Like I certainly didn't, but I can recognize that they, they like some things from five. They liked how it turned out in a broad sense, but they just wanted to fine tweak some of the situations, how quick you got into them, how fast you got out of them, how much yeah. is reaction based how much was based on, you know, the player not feeling great that day. They just wanted it to be more universal, but also keep those same punishing situations all based around, like you said, an explosive mid range, because we're not going back to the days of like super fast ST where the, the reactions, all the, the the interactions are micro interactions that lead to like this kind of explosion of something happening really fast, 10 second rounds or whatever. We're not going back to that ever, but we can get close. We can have the really big momentum shifts from mid-range pokes that are being used. That's what they want, clearly. that to, to, to a lot of these different dev teams, that's what Street Fighter seems to be about. And how can we fine tune that to where it doesn't feel like shit in Street Fighter V and how we can make it feel better in six to start with and what didn't we like in four? What are some other weird games we did like Cross Tekken where there's some good ideas, but there's a lot of also like not very good ideas that we should throw away. It's very interesting. It's all interesting to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Um, and like we have like another thing I wanted to talk to you about, uh, and maybe we can save this for another episode is uh, sure. the, yeah. the the wake up system. Um, because oh, yeah. that's yet another example of the differences, like lessons learned from five and applied to six. Yeah. Um, Ancestors in five that like there is some fine tuning, though, that has really made a huge difference. But that would be a very long discussion. Yeah. And absolutely. we've already hit the hour mark. So I think we need to <laughs> think about that very one. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So uh, for all you listening, thank you very much for, for liking and subscribing. You can find us on twitch.tv slash spiral series, youtube.com slash spiral series, and on Spotify under Absolute Guard. This is Absolute Extra number three. Thanks very much, Tanner, for being on. Uh, no problem. I think it's a blast every time.